Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible Berry Chantilly Cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. Sports betting is not only sweeping across this country, but also our continent. And today we're going to talk about Canada. Recently, our neighbors to the north legalized single-game sports betting and are ready to really dive into the sports betting world. Our guest coming up will tell us all you need to know about sports betting in Canada. I'm going to be talking with Paul Burns, who is the president and CEO of the Canadian Gaming Association. When we come back, we're going to be talking Canadian sports betting. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let BCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry, with payments as low as $68 per month, or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-308-8291 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-308-8291. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-308-8291. The Racing and Gaming Conference at Saratoga returns this August 16th and 17th at the historic Saratoga Racecourse in Saratoga Springs, New York. Held in the 1863 Club at the Saratoga Racecourse, the Racing and Gaming Conference at Saratoga is the premier national forum for industry decision makers, advocates, and patrons to discuss and analyze gaming trends in all sectors of the industry. 14 panels, over 40 speakers, all meeting for two days to examine the critical issues facing the gaming industry and share their ideas and insights. Register today at RacingAndGamingSaratoga.com to reserve your seat. And be sure and check out the website for full agenda and conference speaker list. The Saratoga Racecourse was named as one of the world's greatest sporting venues by Sports Illustrated, so don't miss out on participating in this premier event at this historic location. The Racing and Gaming Conference at Saratoga, this August 16th and 17th, at the historic Saratoga Racecourse in Saratoga Springs, New York. Register today at RacingAndGamingSaratoga.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Welcome 
back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. After a long time at home, people in the U.S. are starting to travel, and one of the places I can't wait to get back to is Canada. Not only is it one of the most beautiful countries in the world, it is doing amazing things in the field of gaming with their passage of single-game sports betting, and we are going to talk to a person who helped make that happen. On the line, we have the president and CEO of the Canadian Gaming Association, Paul Burns. Paul, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Paul, like I said, I've been to Canada lots of times, and I know you have some of the most beautiful casinos in the world. But for people who aren't familiar with the gambling scene in Canada, can you give us kind of an overview of what people can expect gambling-wise when they visit Canada? Sure. It's, um, you know, there's probably uh, just, just over 100 gaming floors across the country now in across the provinces um, from uh, the British Columbia and the Lower Mainland, where there's uh, some very robust, uh, great properties, the River Rock Casino in Richmond, which is um, great resort entertainment, to um, terrific offerings in Alberta. There's 27 casinos in the province of Alberta There's uh, um, with a wide variety of, of, of offerings, some really new properties that have been built there lately. And... Um, as you come across into Ontario, which is the largest province in the country, uh, just shy of 15 million people live here. And through Caesars Windsor, uh, Mohegan uh, companies are operating in Niagara Falls with two properties at uh, Casino Niagara and Falls View Resort. Um, we have Hard Rock, which is just getting, hopefully soon, going to be building a new property in the Ottawa area. So, and uh, obviously Great Canadian Casinos, which is the largest company in the country, uh, they have 21 floors. They just opened a brand new casino in the east end of Toronto wow. uh, this week. Um, it was supposed to open uh, in April of 2020. It obviously didn't for yeah. <laughs> obvious reasons. Um, and, you know, it's a brand new um, uh, facility. It still has a hotel and entertainment facility still to come, but there's a wide variety of offerings. And, you know, it's 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 um, predominantly a locals um, business, if you wanted to call it that. It's regional destinations, uh, save and except for Caesars Windsor, which drives a lot of their business out of the United States for obvious reasons, and Fallsview. Both those probably about twenty five percent of their player base is out of the United States um, because they sit on the borders. Obviously, Niagara Falls, a huge tourism destination, about twelve million people visit a year and the casino gets about 10 million visits a year so it's um, a pretty popular place now when it comes to sports betting canada just passed c218 into law which allows what we call single game betting uh but before this particular bill canada had sports betting but was a different kind of sports betting can you explain what canada had before this passage of the new law sure we had we had parlay wagering, yep. basically what it was, because the restriction in the criminal code said you can't bet on the outcome of a single sporting event. Uh, and so um, gaming in Canada kind of grew out of um, provincial lottery corporations. These are government agencies that offered lottery products. And those companies, those organizations evolved to some offering casinos and building casinos to now online offerings. Uh, but what was part of this was a sports product it was sports. We always referred to it as sports lottery, and lottery being the operative word for many, because um, they were mostly selling it as three-game parlays uh, as a minimum bet. And you know the, their hold margins are really good, um, which means customer really didn't like it very much. And and so that product is doing you know total wagering about five hundred million a year, um, and hadn't really grown much and hadn't really evolved much. Uh, but the unique thing in Canada, because of the growth of online gaming, we have what we would often refer to as a very strong gray market because the laws in Canada around Internet gaming weren't clear and weren't clear from a couple of weeks. The lottery corporations were free to get into the business, and they did. Uh, BCLC, First Company Lottery Corporation, through their playnow.com platform, very robust platform. Uh, it's it's uh, they do a, a really good job. They have a very good sports product. They just don't have single game right now. And others haven't had much of a sports product at all. But online gaming grew. And the issue in Canada is the, the, the law talked about the provinces having jurisdiction over gaming within their jurisdictions. And it's the within the jurisdiction. So I go to bet 365, and where I place my bet? Well, am I placing it in Stoke-on-Trent in the U.K.? 
for my placement in my living room where I live in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And the law's not clear. And and most lawyers and legal opinions were offering up that, no, it's um, actually probably not occurring in Canada. And which means we can't enforce the laws extraterritorially. So there was this burgeoning gray market to the tune, uh, probably of a, a total handle gross wager on sports alone was over four billion annually. Um, in online gaming and and sports together, offshore companies are making about a billion dollars a year out of Canada. Wow. Okay. And no one was doing anything to stop it until recently. So and that's where some things are changing. We're going to take a quick break right now. House of Cards, stick with us. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Listening to House of Cards. Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? Three thousand guineas, two geese, and a duck. That's a foul bet. Welcome back to House of Cards, Dave Weishado with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with the president and CEO of the Canadian Gaming Association, Paul Burns. I, I got to ask you, I mean, why do you think this was the perfect time for single-game sports betting to be passed in Canada? I mean, was this a time when all the legislators were on board with this? Or why do you think now was the best time for this? It, it was confirmed. This was our third attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Canada, we have uh, far as follow the British parliamentary system. So... We have a, an elected House of Commons, like a House of Representatives, and and then we have a Senate, but our Senate's appointed like the House of Lords in the UK. And so back in 2012, our first bill went through the House of Commons with the elected officials on a unanimous consent voice vote. They Everybody's in favor. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And it went to the Senate where it sat for three and a half years and was never voted on. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, they had a very different opinion of the world, and and we tried again in in 2016, and to, and uh, the government of the day, um, the House of Commons wasn't as um, encouraging and didn't pass it because the, actually the government of Canada was the biggest priority at that point was legalizing cannabis, and they didn't want to do they didn't want to do it. They just said, no, we're not going to do this. We're going to do cannabis, which they did. Mm-hmm. So we come back again, and in February of 20. Um, 20, the Safe and Regulated Sports Betting Act was introduced again. And what has changed? Well, a few things. One, the professional sports leagues in North America have changed their opinion since our last attempt. Uh, that was one. That was a big one because they were really the only group that was sitting opposed. And so now we had virtually no opponents. Okay. Uh, no one was saying, don't do this. Um, well, I, and, I, I was I was actually going to ask you about that. I know the NHL and Major League Baseball have teams in Canada, and I was just curious how much 
of an influence that the leagues were okay with sports betting? How much did that influence Canadian lawmakers to move forward with this? Uh, a little bit. It took, it took away. I can tell you that there was really what drove our, the argument here was the fact that there's billions of dollars being wagered on the product everybody wants through unregulated sites offshore. Mm-hmm. And and that was a big driver to say, look, at people are doing this. It's accessible because the law is not clear in Canada and there's no enforcement. So uh, ultimately, we want to you know, bring it inside the regulated marketplace, um, allow Canadian gaming operators to participate, which because of COVID actually became a pretty strong argument for us. Mm-hmm. That coming out of the gaming casinos and gaming operators were, um, in British Columbia, the casinos opened in July 1st, uh, having been closed since March of 2020. Um, other pro- other provinces had severe restrictions. Ontario, they only have permitted 50 people for a, the few months they were able to open uh, in the fall of 2020. And most every casino in the country has been closed since the beginning of 21 until early mid-June and we're still waiting for a few last few to open and so the, the impact is huge and you know we have um, almost 100,000 direct jobs in this country it was a lot of uh, there's a lot of money raised for provincial governments because they're fairly they're the business partners in most <laughs> jurisdictions <laughs> here so they take a lot of the money uh-huh. And so there was a real movement to say that the sector needs maybe needs some help, and this is the time. And so there was a lot of things that came together. And obviously, it was, I think, some of this inevitability um, that it's here. Would it look at, I mean, you just had to turn on any North American sports broadcast, and you can see, it's, you know, Canadians, we see the, the ads, the logos, sure, the, sure. the programs that talk about it. We see it all. And so it was, it, the inevitability was there, too, but it was also... If we had a great coalition uh, of organizations that, that really helped lead the way, and that included, you know, we had like the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, we had major labor unions, um, municipalities, like the Mayor Niagara Falls went to Ottawa for us on a couple of occasions mm-hmm. to lobby to make sure it could happen. Uh, the city of Windsor was the same. Um, we had amateur sport. Uh, the Canadian Olympic Committee went to committee this time and spoke in favor. Wow. Canada soccer, right. uh, rugby Canada, all of these national amateur bodies said it's time. And so we had, like, there was literally nobody responsible. Gaming professionals are saying it's better in a regulated environment than not bring it out of the shadows. Let's get this into um, the regulated regime in Canada. And, and so, you know, that was... Um, it was that wide, diverse group of voices mm-hmm. that stood up and said, it's time. And we got there. Um, we had, it was, there's a, because of the parliamentary system, the prime minister can basically call election whenever he wants. And so we're into a threat of the, the, the House and Senate rise for the summer at the end of June. And we knew they weren't coming back mm-hmm. because there is, we're talking about an election next month in Canada. And, so we needed to get that done. So we were really up against a very short period of time in the Senate. And we had a terrific sponsor, Senator David Wells from Newfoundland, who really uh, made it happen because we got through the Senate in a very short period of time, uh, much in thanks to his work. Because if we hadn't been successful before the summer recess, the bill may have died again because all the legislation gets wiped off the table after this if there's an election called. So we got it done. And the provinces are now trying to figure out and determine their offerings well, within their jurisdiction because they get to control that. Well, let me ask you. I mean, I, I've talked to a lot of different gaming officials in each state in the U.S., and they all said we are keenly familiar and aware what the states are doing around us. I mean, I've had some officials say they actually studied their neighboring state laws very closely. How much was Canada influenced by the legislation that was passed in the United States? Did you guys look at the United States and see what each state was doing and kind of mold your legislation after that? Or was Canada really not influenced by the U.S.? 
Well, the, the legislation that was required that the Safe and Regulated Sports Betting Act was uh, about 14 words and two lines long. Okay. Because um, what it removed was the prohibition on um, betting on a single sporting event. And that's all it was required. It was That was a, such a simple bill. Mm-hmm. Um, the provinces now, through their regulations, uh, and there's no more legislation required by any province. It's all through regulation. So the provinces, Ontario, province of Ontario just released yesterday um, their draft standards. And I'll talk more about Ontario in a second because there's some really great things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but So each province is going through this process. And actually, we as the Canadian Gaming Association have had a, uh, we call it a regulatory innovation committee. And what we have is, is we have a, uh, community of industry and regulators, um, because Canada is not a big country um, in terms of the number of jurisdictions. Yeah, it's a lot of geographic territory, but you know we have, we brought together um, seven gaming regulators and really helped them understand sports betting and how best to regulate it. So we ran sessions with with U.S. states uh, regulators, talking to them about what they did. Um, there is a lot of connection in North America between the regulators. Uh, so they do look at what, you know, individual states have done. New Jersey, Indiana, for example, uh, Michigan. And so we did that and, and with the sports betting industry, being able to tell, you know, give and educate regulators on what they need to do because our concern was it is a very different product to regulate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so that's that's been going on. So we've seen the, in Ontario, on top of all of this and separate from everything, is the Ontario government has decided to um, regulate internet gaming. Okay. And so, and deal with this large gray market we've had in this country. So they're creating a regulatory regime for online gaming. But what they're doing, unique to North America, is they're creating an open licensing system, which means any sports betting company, any online gaming company that wants to come and offer their product in the province of Ontario just needs to come and be licensed. There's no tethering, there's no restrictions, there's no nothing. So it's a very going to be a very open and competitive market. Uh, that process is, the regulatory regime is being created right now. Um, it is um, probably more modeled off a more European, UK type online gaming regulation and mm-hmm. anything anybody's seen in the United States. Uh, it's expected to open later this year. Um, and so that's going to create in Ontario, which is the fifth largest market in North America, an open licensing model for anybody who wants to come. And they're coming. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm... it's going to be a very competitive, uh, great for consumers uh, market. I mean, but it's a chance for companies who may not have been shut out of individual states or others to say, I can come here, I can get licensed, and I can offer my product to people of Ontario. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and Six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. 
During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 800-919-6011. 800-919-6011. That's 800-919-6011. 800-919-6011. United we stand. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Healthcare Help Desk can help you now when people need help the most. Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available. And you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, health care is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Healthcare Help Desk. 800-329-7906. With some of the best promotions and offers in the sports betting market, PointsBet simply stands out. PointsBet is the only U.S. online bookmaker to offer points betting, where every yard, every point, every goal, even every play matters. Same gay parlays, good karma payouts, early payouts, and exclusive game day promotions and guarantees for all sports. PointsBet offers more bet types than any other bookmaker in the world, offering a unique set of markets that aren't available anywhere else. And now PointsBet is offering one of the best sign-up offers in the sports betting market today. New customers signing up with code BET21 receive two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Get up to $500 back if your first fixed odds bet loses and up to $1,500 if your first points betting bet loses. That's code BET21 for two risk-free bets up to $2,000 at PointsBet. PointsBet, it pays to be fast. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sometimes life is wonderful and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good. But always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private Healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-231-9279. That's 800-231-9279. 800-231-9279. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of August 9, 2021. According to a report from Applied Analysis, the Las Vegas tourism industry lost about $34 billion as a result of the coronavirus. The report was done for the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority and showed that over 125,000 jobs in the tourist industry were lost because of COVID-19, with wages in the tourism industry falling over $3 billion. According to the report, the effect of COVID on Southern Nevada was unprecedented in its depth and speed. FanDuel launched its standalone online casino in New Jersey last week. The app, which is available for desktop, Apple, and Android devices, offers its customers slots, roulette, blackjack, and video poker. The casino will still be available through the FanDuel Sportsbook, and new players can sign up through the Sportsbook app or through the FanDuel Fantasy platform. 
And finally, if you want to watch some live poker, you might want to check out the Hustler Casino. Their new live stream cash poker show called Hustler Casino Live, which debuted on August 3rd, is hosted by Ryan Feldman and Nick Fertucci. The show will stream Monday through Friday, starting at 5 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube. And if you can't catch the live version, you can always view the archived episodes free of charge on their YouTube channel. Some pretty cool live poker action from Hustler. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HSU Radio. You're listening to House of Cards. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. No. 5 to 1. No. 10 to 1. You're on. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with the president and CEO of the Canadian Gaming Association, Paul Burns. I, I think that's important for you to bring out. I mean, one thing about sports betting here in the United States is that it's controlled by the individual states and Canada is broken up into provinces. Now, you, you explained one province. I mean, how is that going to work in, in that country, will each province have its own set of sports betting yep. regulations? Will there be provinces where you can place a sports bet in the near future, and there are other ones that won't? You you can't place yeah. a bet. I mean, how is that going to work with regard to the provinces in Canada? So, so when I just talked about Ontario, which yeah. is inviting everybody to come and play in the market, which is <laughs> terrific. Uh, so, right next door in the province of Quebec, uh, lot of Quebec, which is in the province of Ontario or province of Quebec government agency. Uh, it's owned and operated by the government. Uh, they operate and offer all gaming within the boundaries of the province of Quebec. Um, they have an online platform. They have sports on it. I don't know if they're going to invite a private sector um, sportsbook operator into their province. And that's the same in British Columbia right now. I know the province of Alberta is going through a process to look at... Um, it's something like a tethered model because they have 27 casinos in the province. Uh, they have a provincial online gaming site run by the provincial government, but they are, um, they are looking at, um, a retail option with, uh, with a mobile app extension for the province of Alberta, uh, Saskatchewan, uh, the province of Saskatchewan is, uh, the gaming is split between the, the government of Saskatchewan and the Saskatchewan Indian Gaming Authority, which is a, a business operated by the First Nations of Saskatchewan. They operate uh, casinos within the province, uh, six, six, I think it is right now, uh, and they're being given the mandate to offer online gaming and sports betting for okay. the province. So they're going to be going through a process of determining how they want to do that. They want um, they don't have any sports book expertise so they're whether they're going to bring in one or two it's only a million people in saskatchewan it's not a huge market but they're looking and evaluating and that's what other provinces are going through right now so there's going to be uh, opportunities in some but not all for private sector sportsbook operators uh there'll be consumer choice uh will be greater in some jurisdictions than others mm -hmm. and you know we've encouraged them to look at this and say because the the, the ease of access to the gray market will continue to exist everywhere, but Ontario, Ontario will have sort of, it'll be black and white legal. There'll be no gray anymore. Once the Ontario government finishes their regulatory model, that's not the same for the rest of the country. And so they, they've been competing with these companies. I mean, that three, six, five has a very strong customer base here. So it's that way. Well, I, uh, I was going to operating here for years. I, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, how do you see people betting in Canada in the very near future? I mean, do you think in some provinces that they'll have to actually go to a physical sports book? Will there be betting at racetracks? Uh, will there be mobile components involved? I mean, it, what can people expect, and will it be different well, in the um, different provinces? It will be very different, and we are what we're expecting. You know that that 
I hope to see, you know, every, the casinos, if they want them, they can have a retail sports book in their property. Um, that mobile apps, because of, you know, the, a lot of the European offshore sites have them and people are using them today. Um, so the lottery corporations are building out sports offerings. Um, so there's, it's Canadians and people, depending on where you live, mm-hmm. you may have multitude of options or you may have very few. Okay. In a legal regulated market, but there's always been the gray market out there. And so, and that's in jurisdictions outside of Ontario. That will continue to exist. And so it's been fairly robust. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've seen like over $4 billion a year wagered through offshore online sites. When, um, when, it, when it comes to the rules and regulations for sports betting, do you think we'll see a lot of uniformity? I mean, here in the U.S., there are some states where you have to be 21 years old to place a bet. In other states, you have to be 18. So I, I was curious if there's going to be universal rules and regulations for all the provinces if you want to have sports betting. That's something as an industry association we're working, why we work with the regulators. Mm-hmm. We are trying to find some uniformity on some of the big principles. So um, are you going to require use of official league data? Um, Ontario just said yesterday no when they released their standards. Okay. Um, um, but you do have to disclose your data source you're using to settle your bet so the customer is aware of where the data is coming from. Um, um, things around uh, eligibility of what can be bet on we're, we're, we've been asking the provinces to find some unity on, on offering of the types of bets or betting, you know, can you bet on products that involve, predominantly involve uh, a sport that probably involves minors? Mm-hmm. Um, probably not going to happen. Uh, we're going to say, no, you can't have those bets. You can't, the appropriateness of bets, betting on injuries or things like that. Um, we're trying to get some uniformity on some of those rules at the same time. Um, uh, also, in you know, from an integrity monitoring perspective, is getting some unanimity and agreement on how they're going to do it. Because what we're trying to do is make it easier for people to operate here as they can. That there's not many, there's not huge differences between jurisdictions uh, on rules. Um, and in terms of what's offered to bet, like Ontario is not restricting any products, so their their regulations include. Daily fantasy pools, exchanges, esports, live in-game. Everything's on the table. Everything's available. And that's the other thing we've been working towards is saying, don't restrict the products. Put everything in because in your market. Because then if people are looking for things, they'll go and try and find it in the gray market or legal market. And so we're saying, make sure that the product offering is robust. And Ontario is listening. Um, and so, you know, that's what we're trying to work towards is trying to create as um, – a robust offering within the jurisdictions as we possibly can get. I know here in the U.S., some states allow for certain events and other states don't. I mean, for example, I just won money yeah. a couple of weeks ago on the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I mean, uh, some states right. in this country allows bets on the Academy Award. A lot of states right now in the U.S. are allowing betting on the Olympics. I mean, uh, New Jersey just issued a license for a group to have a sports betting platform for esports. Um, do you think uh, there are going to be differences on what you can bet on depending on what province you are placing a bet in? We're hoping not, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but when you know, right now we've seen you know we've um, we've worked closely in the last several weeks with the province of Ontario and the regulator, uh, and with the release of their standards, they've not excluded anything. Mm-hmm. And and they are including event wagering, so things like the Academy Awards and others. And so they're they're looking for some to they put out the regular their standards for consultation yesterday because they're looking for some feedback from the industry and saying yeah. what is the best way to determine eligibility for the appropriateness of those those event type wagers and sports like what types of sports potentially like as I said you know betting on. Um, a sport that involves predominantly minors may probably won't pass mustard in the province of Ontario, but betting on the Academy Awards is probably going to be happening, and and they want to hear from stakeholders about you know determining those, and and because they're not, they don't contend that they've got it perfect, but they're saying, hey, listen, we tell us what you the best way to develop these criteria 
And so it's been a very collaborative process, which we're grateful for for the industry um, at this time, because it is, it's a very, um, it's very important to get it right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah, that's, yeah. we've seen some examples in the United States, the States where, yeah, we've got to go back and change some things or we should look at that. <laughs> and we're trying to help learn from these. And that's why we had some of the, our regulators in Canada talk to some U.S. regulators to say, okay, if you were doing it over again, would you do the same thing? We do, you know, and getting into those dialogues because that was important. Because we, you know, when government makes a mistake, fixing it can take three years. Sure. <laughs> you know, and it's, 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 it's difficult. So the regulators in Canada have been terrific uh, in listening and I'm trying to understand and they're taking uh, a very collaborative approach. So we're hoping they get it right. I think so far so good. Everything seems to be um, going in the right direction. And so we're, we're excited for what the opportunity is going to become. Um, Cause there's lots of estimates about the market. Um, and a lot of that's going to be determined on how widely it's offered in every jurisdiction. When it comes to sports betting in the U S one of the big issues is how to deal with collegiate sports. I mean, the state I'm sitting in right now, New Jersey says you cannot bet on a college or university that is located within the state and you can't bet on a collegiate event that's occurring within the borders of New Jersey. Other states say you can bet on the college game. However, you can't put bets on individual students. What do you think the regulations will look like in Canada with regard to colleges and universities? Um, I, I have a feeling Canadians will be able to bet on NCAA football. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that. Um, within Canadian college sports, um, I don't know if there's much of an appetite of the betting market, to be honest. Really? Um, and um, I think that there will be, uh, I think from a number of levels, it's a sport ready to be bet on. And I don't know if they are mm-hmm. in terms of data, um, official, everybody, where the level it is. It's um, uh, the way that, you know, I think college events may see themselves. So we have a, we have a hockey final four. We have a basketball final four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a venue cup. Those large events are Canadian fo- college football championship. Those large events may see them bet on, but regular league play may not find its way in. And that's what the provinces are doing right now in terms of determining what is eligible within the four walls of their province. And I think college sports, and we have a very robust uh, minor hockey system in Canada. Um, the Ontario Hockey League, which is uh, where players are drafted to the NHL. Um, these players are predominantly 15 to 18 years old. Uh, they're, they're given stipends, they're given billeting, and, you know, and they get uh, some funds towards uh, the university education. And, but it's, they're privately owned teams. You know, fans pay to sit in the stands. Uh, they operate much like a professional organization. And I don't think that that league, uh, the entire hockey league will be permitted to be bet on. Now I can tell you it's bet on right now in places in Europe and other places. Yeah. But I don't think within the province of Ontario, uh, that's going to happen because of the age of the players. Okay. And, and some of the leagues don't want to be bet on. We've had very honest conversations with people saying, Oh, I'm not interested in seeing that happen. And there's others because Canada's got a brand new, uh, the Canadian elite professional basketball association. They've got a data deal with senior sports. They've got a very robust league that's having a great start. The Canadian Premier League, which is two years old, uh, is professional. Um, Canadian professional soccer, they're the same. They have a data deal. They have a sports betting partner now. Those leagues, I think, are going are thriving for this and want to see it. And the Canadian Football League uh, is very anxious to see that. <laughs> Commissioner Ambrosi was sat next to who appeared with me in, in front of the legislative committee in the House of Commons to say, yes, please pass this bill. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. 
So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare Benefits Line now. It's easy. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. You're listening to the House of Cards. I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishuttle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with the president and CEO of the Canadian Gaming Association, Paul Burns. I remember a couple of years ago when the court case was moving through the U.S. courts to legalize sports betting, the professional league's opinion was that the most evil thing you can do in life is place a bet on sports. And now over the last couple of weeks, I interviewed the head of betting for the PGA Tour and NASCAR, and they're looking to increase betting for their individual sports. You, you went into a little bit, but has the professional leagues of Canada really started to embrace the idea of sports betting in Canada? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have. <laughs> Um, uh, very much so, and the, and it's. I think that it's the re, and the reality they've seen is that this is um, a potential new revenue stream for for our leagues, for our franchise owners, and you know, and it can be done with integrity, with um, the highest level of regulatory oversight, and that they've educated themselves. They've you know, they found all the reasons why they they should support this, and they did. And I think, you know, in Canada, the the opposition was muted. Um, in our first attempt at our bill uh, back in 2012, um, um, Deputy Commissioner Daly of the NHL was his comment was, "Well, we'd rather see things stay the way they are." Mm-hmm. That was the extent of. Now, Major League Baseball did go to committee to speak against it. But um, even that wasn't well-received in many ways because they're saying, like, well, you know, your games are bet on. You know they're bet on. What are you doing now to protect the integrity of your sport? What are you doing now to to do this? And wouldn't you rather? And they got grilled pretty good um, because I think everybody saw the, the reality. is the fact that the, the sports were – they were being bet on. And I think they – when they understood – the leagues on, went to understand the industry and then they're saying, Hey, no, we're, you know, our intellectual property is really being used with no benefit coming back to us, which I think is a big, big issue for the leagues now. And they recognize that, Hey, this isn't as scary as we thought it was. Mm-hmm. And credit to them because they went through the process of educating themselves and understanding that, gee, no, this is actually something we should embrace. And I know, and, you know, obviously with having just 
to go through a court system that took a long time in the United States versus trying to, you know, some convincing legislators to make it legal in the whole country. And sometimes it's a different debate. But I think the leagues have done a, an excellent job at embracing it and putting it in the right perspective because uh, I know the NHL, when they appeared in front of the House of Commons, talked about they were asked a question point out, well, you're just turning your gaming, your, your arenas into betting parlors and things like that, parliamentary representatives were asking these type of questions. And, and they were very concerned to say, no, but people can bet everywhere today. Yeah. If they have a mobile device, they can bet wherever they are. We're not going to be you know, harassing people in the aisles to place bets on the game. But we know that people like to do it. We know they do it, and we're going to make sure that we protect the integrity of our games, our leagues, our reputation. I mean, the Canadian Football League, they, they want to be still seen as a you know, it's a family event to go to a game. They don't want to take that away. Mm-hmm. And, but they know that, you know, they have to do it in an appropriate manner. And that's what they're all looking at. And I think that that's, that's, that will ensure long-term success, in my opinion. And I think that's what we're heading for. And, uh, and I think it's, it's a great thing that the sports leagues now get compensated for use of their intellectual property, which for many years they weren't. <laughs> um, and I think that's been a great benefit for them. You know, one of the amazing things about sports betting is how the media has embraced it. I mean, you can't turn on one of the U.S. sports channels without seeing <laughs> betting lines and over-unders. And uh, I'm in the New York, New Jersey uh, media area, and the, it's just every half hour there's a sports betting show. How has the Canadian media reacted to the fact that single-game sports betting is coming to Canada? Oh, everybody's gearing up. There's no <laughs> question about it. Um, you know, we have two major sports broadcasters in uh, in Canada. We have Sportsnet, which is owned by Rogers Communications, and 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 TSN, which has a relationship with ESPN, um, but is owned by Bell Media, which are the two biggest um, uh, telecommunications providers in the country. So they're also the two biggest mobile phone providers. Um, they they drive a lot of content. They own a lot of uh, beyond sports networks, other networks. So um they have uh they're seeing this with uh, bright eyes right now and trying to figure out how best they can participate in this and we've um we've even seen uh the Toronto Star which is a uh, a large daily newspaper here in Toronto and 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 actually has offered nationally um they they're getting into the online gaming and sports betting business <laughs> so <laughs> some are diving in with you know head first and others are, are waiting in we've also seen a lot of growth in in sports content and there's some really some great companies emerging out of Canada that are, are, are focusing and concentrating on, on sports media playmaker, uh, which is a great Toronto based publicly traded company has been active in South and Central America with their football sites and others. There's individual startups. There's a, a group in Toronto starting the, it's called the parlay. We're using, Okay. E-H as an A versus <laughs> the Y as in giving a Canadian flavor that are looking to build a sports content platform uh, for sports betters and sports information. And so it's been, uh, you're seeing it all over. It's very, it's robust mm-hmm. and I think it's great. Um, there's been uh, finding the right sports content and offering um, for sports betting fans. I think is it's probably a complete, it's a boom. I mean, we have, um, another great com- covers.com, which is a Canadian company, sure. has been doing great work for years and uh, looking to expand and you know incur- increase their offering, which is just fantastic. One of the other big topics in sports betting in the U.S. is responsible gaming. I mean, we just had the president of the American Gaming Association on to talk about their Have a Game Plan Bet Responsibly program, and they're partnering with different professional leagues and organizations to promote the program. Does Canada have a program to promote or provide assistance with regard to responsible gambling? We we have many. Right. <laughs> um, having government involvement in, in gambling in Canada is actually one of the I think the great side benefits to all of beyond governments making lots of money for government good programs and for the people of their provinces. Uh, we have some of the best responsible gambling programs in the world. Uh, we have been, the investment has been significant for almost 20 years in, in the field. So 
in a lot of them are driven out of at, at the provincial level. So um, British Columbia Lottery Corporation has a program called Game Sense. Uh, Game Sense is uh, around giving players the, um, the the tools to make informed choices and and, may, and and encourage responsible play. And that program was has been uh, bought by MGM to use in their properties in the United States. It's used in Mich- in Massachusetts and Oregon. Um, the uh, other provincial, uh, province of Ontario, has a very good program. PlaySmart, again, player information tools. And I think that you've seen, especially in the last, I think, six months, some of the companies truly work to embrace, um, you know, responsible play into how they, in, they're into the conversation they have with their customers. And the end team has made a, a strong commitment. Um, the, the the folks uh, through uh, Flutter have done the same uh, in their properties, and I think it's so. In Canada, we have we have a strong culture. This the responsible gaming regulations uh, are they're there for operators to enforce, but there's also a multitude of programs and offerings. So we don't have particularly one brand. We've been talking to our membership about. Uh, uh, more of a program that's not dissimilar to what the AGA has done. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had this very strong commitment in Canada, and we have we export a lot of our our expertise and knowledge <laughs> to other jurisdictions. And so we've, um, and that was why it was important to us to, to in getting single event sports radio legalized, was that you bring all of this with it. When the regulated market comes, it comes all the responsible gaming requirements and programs for operators. And... Um, and so we're, you know, we don't have a, a national program per se, but we do have strong provincial programs um, that have been working and very active for years. And it's so we're, you know, as I said, the country has been having the investment and debate and integration of responsible gaming uh, programming into the com- customer conversation has been going on for almost 20 years here. So we're we're confident that that's going to, it's going to be the right thing for players. It's the right to everybody encouraging healthy play, um, but also for those who are, have been betting in places that they may not have seen those, that there are tools now available for them. Because I often said that you know, we had large organized crime operations running books, and I've often said the Hells Angels don't have a responsible gaming program. <laughs> and that the reason why you need to start regulating products in Canada and <laughs> It's true, because so, the industry's done a very good job here. Is there a time frame or is there a target date for when single-game sports betting will begin in Canada? Um, there's there's one small hurdle left. Okay. <laughs> in the federal government has, the, cabinet, the federal cabinet has to proclaim an, an enactment date. And they haven't done it yet. Okay. And I can tell you we're bugging them. <laughs> because some provinces, like, you know, that have a very robust sports offering on tap, uh, ready to go, because you know, I, I, some of the provincial lottery corporations have very robust sports offerings right now, and all they want to do is flip the switch. Uh, that In some uh, jurisdictions, in, in Canada at least, through those platforms, you could see it in a matter of days <laughs> or weeks. Uh, I think some jurisdictions are aiming for retail options, hopefully by fall. Okay. to take advantage of the fall sports season. So it's not going to take very long. Uh, we just need the federal government to do this one last, which we thought was fairly routine and wouldn't now be a month later, uh, waiting for it to happen. Um, but they've told us soon, so we're going to keep them to finding out what soon means. But it's, um, uh, I think it's in a matter of weeks and hopefully, you know, the fall sports season every I know the casino operators I talk to is like I want a sports book in my building before by Labor Day if I can do it. And I think that's so it's a lot of work for regulators and everybody else to bring this to fruition in a short period of time, but the people are doing the work. Um so we're hopefully soon. Paul, we're running out of time, but do you have a website or a social media address so people can keep up to date about what's going on with the Canadian Gaming Association and sports betting in Canada? We do. Uh, we're at canadiangaming.ca is our website, and at Canadian Gaming is our Twitter handle, and uh, follow us there. You'll soon see us starting to poke our federal government, asking them where this enactment date is. 
<laughs> so we're going to get it and start poking them soon. But no, that's where you can find us. And, uh, and, uh, we're, um, but there's lots of great things coming in Canada. So, uh, hope everybody, when they take to visit, they'll have see, um, some really great sports books and, and some really great offerings and uh, in the not too distant future. Paul Burns, president and CEO of the Canadian Gaming Association. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us what's going on with sports betting in Canada. It's an absolutely beautiful country. I can't wait to come back up there. And this time I can place a bet on my favorite team. Please come back on and keep us updated about what's going on in Canada. I will for sure. And thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.